Welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. Brought to you by Elite Consulting Partners, it's the only podcast offering unfiltered guidance and direct advice for all things concerning financial advisors, RIAs, and the practitioners in the wealth management business. Learn more and subscribe today at EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcast. And now, here's your host, Frank LaRosa. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. I am Frank LaRosa, your host, and I am uh, pleased to be here, although I'm in my office by myself during this COVID crisis. Still, my team is working diligently from home, and I appreciate everything that they're doing and the effort that they're putting in to try to help advisors around the country find the right firm for them and to be on the right team to make sure that they have a winning team, that their team around them is a winning team, to make sure that they win at the game that they're playing, and that is business and in life. Anyway, I wanted to really talk today about, there's this sort of new buzz about The Last Dance, which is a documentary of the Chicago Bulls in the era of Michael Jordan and uh, Scottie Pippen and all those guys. And, you know, we watched it, my wife and I watched it over the weekend. We sort of binge watched it. We had heard about it. People were talking about it. And, you know, I've always been, uh, always understood Michael Jordan as a phenomenal player, but I'm not a basketball guy. And so I didn't really sort of understand, you know, I knew who Pop Scottie Pippen was and uh, I just didn't know the, the backstory. And what I thought was amazing, which is why I wanted to talk about it today, the takeaway that I got from this, if we talk about sort of winning and losing and being mastering your craft, which is what he refers to it as, is really his ability to master his craft and, and rise to the challenge of whatever the competition was and always put himself out there to the best of his ability, not only at, in games, but in practice. And so today what I thought I would do is just sort of relate this to how in our business and financial services, how that might relate. And, you know, I think that the biggest challenge that everybody faces within financial services is that who is your competition? Your uh, is, is it the guy in the corner office down from you? If you're in a W-2 market or if you're independent, is it, you know, you don't really know who your competition is unless you're in a very niche business. Maybe it's a 401k business or the pension plan business. And so you have a much better idea of who your market is. And so for those of you that are in financial services, you really have to think about your competition sort of as yourself, right? And and your old self from the year before. And how are you going to improve on, on your old self? And I would say as a whole, the other competitor that we are all facing, and that is the COVID crisis right now. And in our lives being sort of turned upside down, our norms and our new norms being changed. And so I think that if we look at it in that way, and I look at some of the things that uh, happened to Michael Jordan over over his years. I think there's a lot of, of similarities and takeaways, really, from what you get out of this this show. Um, I'm going to actually watch it again. I started taking notes about halfway through because I started realizing, wow, this is some really really good stuff. But you know what? I really I think one of the biggest things and the biggest change. Again, this is coming from someone that's not a, a big basketball fan. I know that may be uh, sacrilege to some people, but I just never been good at it never really followed it, don't really understand it, but I'm amazed with what some people can really do with the ball. It's fascinating. But one of the things that I, I looked at was how the Chicago Bulls, when Michael came onto the team, you know, they weren't doing really well. He came onto the team and they started winning, basically. You can watch the story, but you'll get the idea. 
Uh, they started winning, and uh, their coach, before Phil Knight, their coach had basically come up with a game plan, and the game plan was move everybody around, get Michael the ball, score points, and do it over again. Right, that was the that was the game plan. Get the ball to Mike, and they they did okay, and they were successful, but they can never finish. They can never win the championship. Mike was scoring, you know, 35, 40 points a game, which was great. But I think one of the, well, not I think, what they say is one, one of the key changes that was made, and this comes under the category of doing things differently than you have in the past. And, and as an advisor, what are you doing differently than you've done in the past? And that was they went from this get the ball to Mike scheme to a triangle scheme. And that was they were going to pass the ball around to three different individuals. And out of those uh, those three individuals, there could be something like 30 or 40 different play schemes. Again, I'm not a basketball guy, so um, I sort of understood what they're talking about. But it created a problem for, for defenses because they didn't always assume, okay, let's just cover Mike. And if we can shut him down, they you know we can't win. And I think that was a great idea. And it took a lot of courage for the Phil Knight, who really was the one that implemented this thing, to do this. But more importantly... It took a lot of humility from from Mike to not be the star. Um, he was the star, and he was always the star, but really not carry the weight of the of winning on his shoulders and having to always sort of be the the point man on the team, right? And so it gave some other players that were just as good opportunities to score. Uh, Horace Pippen, and so it was them shifting their their plan, shifting their approach to winning that made them dominate. After that, Michael Jordan's points per game went up into the into the fifties. Uh, was phenomenal. So even though, so he had to really get comfortable with being uncomfortable, and that's something that we talk about often. That's something that one of my mentors, Ed Milet, always talks about, and that is getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. And he had to really be in a position that he was uncomfortable with and not used to, and he did it for the good of the team. And so one of the things that we talk about during this virus is when you're looking at your team, what are the things that you think you need to do that aren't getting you to where you want to go? And how are you changing and modifying your practices? And I'm not necessarily talking about your, you know, your asset management approach, but maybe it's a service model. Maybe it's um, how you're, how you're communicating with your, with your clients. What are you doing in the the environment that we're in today to change so that you can win in the future? For me personally, you know, we're looking at how we can make better use of, of the time my time, as an example, talking with advisors. Larger producers tend to have more sophisticated practices. And so I need more time to spend with our with our larger clients so we can really work through those things. That means that some other people on, on our team have to be able to step up their game in order to handle mid-size consultants. So these are the kinds of things that we're working on. We're talking about communication and efficiency, almost like sort of passing the ball, right? Not, not relying on one individual, but relying on the team as a whole uh, to be more successful for what we, you know, our, our winning is working with bigger and bigger advisors and helping them transition successfully to other firms. And so, you know, I think that that was a, one of the a huge takeaway for me is, wow, he really, they really, they were winning and maybe they could have continued to win and work harder, but they decided to work smarter to achieve a common goal. So, I think that you need to look at that as your team. You need to sit down. You need to come come up with what your plan is. You need to decide in this environment how you're communicating with your clients. And is it working? Has it been working? You're in a different environment today. 
So you have to figure those things out. I've seen at least our clients that have moved to different firms, they're using podcasts more effectively. People that used to use radio, they were radio folks, now they're using podcasts. They're doing Zoom calls with larger amounts of clients. You know, They thought that, oh, who's going to do a Zoom call with us? It doesn't make any sense. My clients are, maybe they're older clients, they don't understand. They're doing things differently and to communicate with their clients to be more efficient and effective, spending more time with their clients. The other thing that intrigued me about Michael was his ability to take what he's already good at to another level when he needed to. <clears throat> and a lot of advisors that we talk to are really good at what they do, like really good. But uh, candidly, I don't see them striving to get better at, at, at what they're doing and who they are. And I think that's because they're comfortable with where they are. They think they're doing a great job. They're getting some referrals coming in, which is fine. But right now, there's a huge, huge opportunity for advisors to take their business to another level. And some of it just simply has to be having the confidence and finding that trigger, we're talking about triggers, right? Finding that trigger to take them and, the, and their business to another level and just get serious about it. And one of the triggers that I think about is right now, we're all in this type of situation and you have to look at it like a game. I know we don't want, it's not a game. And I know people are, 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 are suffering. I, I get that. But people, you should be looking at this when you're looking at things through a prism of a, of a business, you have to be looking at this as, as a game. And what are the things that you need to do to step it up? One of those is also just asking for referrals. What I have found in my experience in this last month or two is that asking for referrals is almost like a common theme right now. I think that people are expecting it. People appreciate it because we're all, the whole country is in this thing together. And so asking for a referral, although it may have been somewhat taboo six months ago, now it's like almost expected. And you just have to have the confidence to know that you deserve referrals. You know you're going to do a good job for your clients. For us, we know we're doing the best job possible for our clients. We know that we do a better job than most of our competition. We're not going to get into why. And, I, and, and some of my competition, they're great people. Um, I'm friends with a lot of them. But candidly, our process, our systems, the information we have, the knowledge that we bring to the table is simply better. And so we know that. So when we ask for referrals, uh, we know we're simply trying to help them. And someone doesn't want us to work with them. Candidly, that's their loss, right? Not, not necessarily ours. We, we want to work with people that, that want our help. And I think that this environment has created a sense of it's okay to ask for referrals. As a matter of fact, people want to help. People are out here all helping each other. And so a great way to ask for a referral, in my opinion, if I was if I was uh, a practitioner right now, I would say something to the effect of, hey, Bob, you know, we've been working together for a long time. And, I, you know, I think that we're going to get through this crisis together. You're, I've enjoyed our relationship. Hopefully, you can you appreciate the communication I've trying to be give give you as our client, making sure you're in the know. You know, would you say you know I'm doing a pretty good job at that? And they'll be like, oh yeah, of course, Frank. You're you know you've been great. You've been you, you know you're I, I listen to your podcast. I uh, you you have a Zoom call once a month for all of your clients, which I really appreciate. It's really cool seeing them all on you know on the computer there. And say great, well, I thank you very much. Let me ask you a question: If you were me. And you were uh, in the in the environment that we're in right now, knowing uh, how well I've taken care of you. If you were me, who would you be looking to do more business with? Uh, who should I be talking to that you know, or you think I should, uh, or think you might know that 
might use the services that I have, might be able to benefit from how I've been able to help you. If you were me, who would you be talking to? And they will be more than happy to give you two, three, four names of people because you've done the right thing for them. Hopefully you've done the right thing for them. Uh, you're communicating to them. Hopefully you're communicating to them. And it's not just the normal way, right? It's it's over, over communicating in this environment. And so that's like taking your business to another level. That's like when you're in the championship game and the other team is another great team and you have to just tweak it up another level. It comes down to a mind shift and a trigger that you're going to win. And the trigger for you needs to be that you're doing things better than you did them six months ago, that this environment that you're in has created a better model for you and you're doing a better job as a financial advisor for your clients. And you need to go just ask people for business. If you're talking to prospects, you need to go just ask them for business. Say, hey, Bob, I know we've been sort of dancing back and forth, but I've been really thrilled with how I've built my client relationships and solidified my client relationships through this crisis. I'm curious how things are going with, with your advisor over at Merrill Lynch or wherever, wherever he is. You know, I think this is a great time really for you to take a look at that relationship and, and maybe consider working with me. I know we sort of danced around it a little bit, but you know, I am looking to uh, help more clients uh, today than I was before. Use it in those terms, right? I'm looking to help more people than I was before. Not I'm looking to find more clients, right? You're looking to help more people. That's how I would approach it. You need to be asking for more business. You need to be finding ways to win. What does that mean, finding ways to win? Well, if you're a financial advisor, you have to figure out what that means to you. What what does winning look like to you? For for a uh, an MBA team, it's easy, right? It's winning the championship. It's hoisting that big gold trophy with the basketball on the top up in the air, right? That's what winning looks like to them, right? So you have to figure out what winning looks like to you. For us, winning for us means helping more advisors this year than we did last year. Helping more large teams this year than we did last year. For me personally, one of the pieces of winning is people that I work with, helping them make more money this year than they did last year and than they did the year before and putting them on track to make even more money the next year. So for winning for me, what a component of winning for me is helping the people around me get better at whatever it is that they're doing. No one's perfect, so I'm not saying that I'm perfect. Certainly not perfect. My wife would agree with that one, and so would most people around me. But what I am passionate about and what I do look at when I talk about winning is how do I help the people that are helping me win in the game of life, win in the game of business? How do I help them achieve the same level of success and championship success that I want? So I look at those types of things. For me, I look at the virus as my opponent. And I'm not losing to the virus. I'm not going to be one of those people, and neither should you, be one of those people that uses the virus as an excuse as to why you didn't do well this year. An excuse as to why, ah, I got to, business is tougher now because of whatever. And I'm talking about six months from now. I'm not talking about right this minute because we all know business is tough right now. But six months from now, right, the end of the year, when you look back, don't use this as the excuse, right? You want to you say that you worked your ass off 
and you learned things coming out of this virus. You bettered yourself coming out of this virus. You did more business because you came out of the virus the right way. You worked through it and you worked through this, what I call the playoffs, which is actually what we're in right today. And you became a champion because at the end of the year, you were ahead of the game, not behind, even in lieu of what happened with the virus. You know, one of the things that I thought was interesting, and a lot of people know this about Michael Jordan, but Michael Jordan got cut when he was a sophomore in high school, got cut from his basketball team. And, you know, it hurt and it stung, but he went out there and he practiced according to, you know, according to his mom, which was, he was, she was interviewed. He practiced every single day for hours to get better at what he did. Over the summer, he lifted. He, he did things that he needed to do to improve himself, not complain about, you know, oh, this is unjust or this is bullshit, using excuses for some reason about why he didn't make it. He just went out and worked his ass off, worked harder than he worked before, and he made the team and sort of the rest is history, right? But you need to do the same thing. You can't be using this type of situation that we're in right now as an excuse as to why you're not going to succeed. It's unacceptable. It should be unacceptable to you. So those are sort of my takeaways. You need to watch the show. You'll understand. You need to think about what you're doing to win your game, to win your championship. What are you doing in practice? I used to coach football. I used to talk about you play like you practice. Michael Jordan practiced harder than he than he played sometimes. Um, he demanded it from his from his teammates to practice harder, to look at every practice as a game. You need to do the same thing. You need to be passionate about what you're doing. You need to want to help people. You need to want to help the people around you. If you're good at what you do and you know it, you need to be talking to more people about working with them and helping them. Don't look at it in a, in a, in a, in a bad way. You're doing a great job. You know you're doing a great job. You just need to talk to more people. You need to take your confidence level and your game to another level. And the way you do that is surround yourself with winners. Make sure that everybody on their team have the same common goals. They back each other up. And make sure you're asking for the order. Make sure you're asking for clients for business. It's okay. Everyone wants to help each other right now. So do it. That's all I got for today. Hope you enjoyed the show. Definitely go watch The Last Dance. It's an ESPN documentary. I think there's uh, six of them out. From what I understand, there's going to be uh, four more coming out. It's it's absolutely phenomenal. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to uh, subscribe to our podcast. You can find it on on iTunes, uh, Spotify, wherever else you're, you're listening to your podcast. Uh, share this with, with people that you might think this is helpful with, right? See, I'm asking for referrals. Share this with people that you think uh, this is gonna this content was is gonna be useful for them. Uh, we cover all sorts of different things. I appreciate all the the uh, positive comments we're getting. Um, it's one of the top, I think it's number sixty five or so in the podcast business. So I really appreciate that. Continue to send me questions, uh, send me comments. Uh, you can uh, on my on my Instagram account at franklarosa.elite. You can email me at frank at eliteconsultingpartners.com or give me a call at 856-316-4651. I'd love to talk with you. I'd love to work through how I can help you become a champion in your field. Thank you very much, and I look forward to our next conversation. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. If you're looking for more advice or solutions on any topics in the financial services industry, or you just want to subscribe to our podcast, head on over to EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcasts.